She certainly couldn't count on Oliver, and she wasn't about to put us kids in childcare to work as a teacher. There'll be time enough for a career, she added, after I raise Michael and this baby. It almost seemed as if she was trying to make up for the time she'd missed with her first three children. Once she'd settled in, Oliver started hanging around again, only to vanish three weeks before the birth. When she went into labor, Mom sent all her friends searching for him. A buddy finally brought him back to their apartment. While she labored through the night, Michael played with blocks on an old mattress nearby, while Oliver led a raucous game of cards with a friend on the other side of the bedroom door. The closest my mother got to him was the smell of his cigarette smoke trailing into the bedroom where she lay, or the pop of his laughter through the papery walls. Sometimes his voice crackled accusingly when his friend would drop a beer bottle. Other times he'd call out, Cheater! when a questionable hand was played. It was just Mom, one of her friends from the shop, and a midwife in that darkened room when I arrived around midnight. After they left, Mom remembers showing a sleepy Michael his new baby sister. In the still of the night, he leaned over and gave me a kiss on the cheek. Mom waited for Oliver to fawn over me, but he never came. When she registered my birth a few days later, he was long gone. There is no father listed on my birth certificate, just a blank spot underscored. Mom named me Musashi. The most famous Japanese samurai of all time, Musashi was a fearless and calculated warrior whose skill with the sword is said to have been so great that he never lost a duel, including his very first, which he fought at the age of thirteen. These fights were always to the death. Losing one would have cost Musashi his life. When I asked Mom why she chose such an ancient and macho name for a newborn baby girl, she simply rolled her eyes and said, I thought your father would like it. A woman can leave a man several times but still not muster the resolve to cleave through the stubborn tendons of attachment. Mom could navigate the emotional tightrope of Oliver's drug use, drinking, and stealing. She could manage his moods and frequent disappearing acts. But in the end, her concern for Michael and me forced her to sever all ties. She couldn't bear our disappointment when he'd vanish, and she couldn't help us understand his temper. The winter before my second birthday, Mom uprooted us from the Cape, abandoning a life and the friendships she'd meticulously built over eight years to give us a fresh start in Boston. She took only what she could cram into an old leather carryall from the shop. At some point, you just have to face the facts, she said of her departure. Nothing was going to change. It's like math. Two plus two is four, and it always will be. The realization just hit me. We had to move on. In the years ahead, Mom rarely spoke of Oliver. If we wondered aloud about him, her eyes would flash, the corners of her mouth turned down. She tried to hide her emotions by looking away or changing the subject, but Michael and I could read her. They had been together five messy years, enough to leave more than one scar. Mom never dated again and made sure we never knew our father, trashing photos and erasing all connections to that era. Sometimes, when we were out and about in the city, she'd pull Michael and me into a doorway, muttering, Why won't he go away? If we asked, Who? She'd shake her head a little too quickly. 
I wouldn't learn my father's name, or that I was once named Musashi, until I was twenty-one, and wouldn't see a photo of Oliver until I was twenty-nine. I only knew him as Mom described him, a charismatic con artist. For a long time it never occurred to me that my father could be out there somewhere. Father's Day came and went uncelebrated, a holiday for other people, like Chinese New Year or Rosh Hashanah. Mom was the only father I ever knew. I even considered myself Italian-Hungarian, like she was, never really considering that in truth I was likely only a quarter of each. Years later, when Michael added a father to the top of his Christmas list right above world peace, the ache that bubbled up in me felt as alien as the words.